remember that Christmas, don't you? No, I, you know, I remember eating carpet. Not so much the lasers and the robots, though. The war of man against machine raged on through the early 70s. You don't remember, because back then it was only a prophecy. Yeah, But cool. now, in the future, just, the past has occurred. Hey, just hang on a second, okay? Sure. You're the ghost of Christmas past, right? That is correct. Okay, well, I mean, you know that it's February, right? I am a robot. Well, uh, you know, obviously. What, are you stupid? Well, well no, I'm... Well, I will see you in December. Tomorrow. <laughs> okay, whatever there. Just, uh, lock your door and what? Do what? Never mind, just leave! Hey, everybody, what is up? Happy holidays, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, Christmas, Yule, Praise Bob, whatever your thing is that you do when you give presents to one another or whatever you celebrate or if you don't celebrate or I don't know, whatever it is, happy thing, happy, happy, joyous thing. So uh, the original beginning of this show got macked up. It was pretty much me and Lobo just bantering back and forth. His computer's up and running again. But the stupid program that we use to record the show um one of them did not record because i use two of them now and the other one is a malto and it sucks and if you're a podcaster and you're considering using a malto to record your skype calls don't because it's let me down repeatedly it's bad anyways so i have to like hurry up and squander this thing together and cobble stuff and yada yada, yada. anyways so we have a friend a true crime author kelly banaski returning to the show this week to well we were going to talk to her about crazy stuff that she might be getting from inmates as many of you know she's pen pals with many inmates she's written many true crime books um she's a real plain spoken person and everybody loves her when she comes on the show so i said hey you know what let's come on and talk about you know weird things that these people may do during christmas time well she does talk about that but then as usual with us we go off in all kinds of different directions i pretty much just sat back and drank my ginger ale and whatever i was drinking and let Ro uh, robo lobo run most of this show i'm really amped up on caffeine right now folks i have a gazillion christmas presents to wrap it is the day before christmas eve i have to work on christmas eve i got a lot to do and i really want to get this show out before christmas so anyways she comes on here and we have a nice fun festive conversation lobo runs most of the show which is great i love it when he takes over and runs most of the show is because it allows me to sit back and be lazy and uh, i did the cleanup and all that stuff so anyways um do listen till the end the closing music for this week's show is epic i do go off on a little bit of a rant at the end which is pretty funny um i'm gonna try really 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 hard to try to get one more show up before christmas or during the christmas break um that's pretty much it though so uh we will see you guys at the other side and um let's roll with this interview i guess i'm supposed to say blah 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 or i say blah 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 a lot but we'll get to that as well see you guys at the other side of this interview peace
So, we decided to uh, bring Kelly Benaski back. Do I, do I always mispronounce your name. Am I saying it correctly? You said it perfectly. I always want to say I... Benanski, and I'm sure you hear that no, all the time. that's the wrong way, yes. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I was sitting around, and I was like, because you correspond with people. And another thing is everybody loves you coming on this show. Um, I was oh, telling gosh. somebody uh, a little while ago that you were coming back on very soon. And uh, across the board, everybody loves it when you come on here. Um, you're oh, gosh. Most... Remind me to tell you some of my people I get from this podcast. You, you get people from this podcast? Like bad people? Creepy oh. people? Or... Oh, no. <laughs> okay, like, good. Uh, like that, I just always know that this is where they're from. You know, like I'll open a, a Instagram message and the first line will be, well, shit the bed. And I'll be like, that came from <laughs> my guys, you know? And, and there's a couple on Twitter that's like, hey, girl, what's up? What's cooking? Good looking? I'm like, yep, yeah, I know where these guys come from. <laughs> but it's the party people, you know? We got good people. Um, oh, yeah. Fun. It's fun people. Like, we, we were wondering before we started the show, Lobo was like, you didn't, because we were having the, the problems with Skype, and I'm like, he was like, D you didn't tell anybody she was coming on, did you? And I went, no. Because <laughs> it always seems to curse everything. So, but, um, so yeah, Christmas is here, and uh, you correspond with serial killers and people in prison that have done not so good things. Um, you've been doing this for quite some time. I think this is your third time on here. Probably, yeah, I think it's the third time. We yeah, try to have you out here about once a year. Um, mm -hmm. You are now turning into a true crime TV sensation. You have been on, you were saying, four shows? So, what four, do you... Yeah, I think so. And then I did a Vice documentary about seven, eight years ago, if that counts. Yeah, it counts. It counts. You're, you're, you're just growing so fast. <laughs> Gosh. So, what were the television shows you did? I guess let's start with that. You know, what was you know what was the most recent one you did? Um, since I've been on with you guys, I have done uh, in June. I did one called Killer Siblings, and it was about a case I had already discussed on another true crime show, but it was uh, from the point of view of a a, a different criminal. Um, it was the sister, Robin Machuca, and her brother, John Lewis. Back in the 80s, they did some uh, killings, carjackings, with another girl, uh, Eileen Huber. And I have known those two girls for quite some time, about 12, 15 years. But they, they had dubbed the, the press dubbed the killings, the uh, Puente Hills Mall murders. So it was a it was a show about that from the point of view of the two the uh, brother and sister, and it, it was fascinating. I got to talk to um, probation officers and police officers that had talked to them when they were children. So it was it was especially fascinating for me. How and long have you been doing this now? Um. Well, I started. Let me think, man. You didn't tell me it's a pop quiz, Lissy. Well, I can edit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say, okay, my youngest son is just turned 14, and I I got my my first real letter when I was pregnant with him, so probably 15, 16 years as a as like a profession. Before that, it was like a hobby. 
really strange, whacked out, dark hobby. But uh, yeah, uh, hobbies. <laughs> what are your hobbies? I crochet. Um, I talk to serial killers. <laughs> right. I know it's weird. It's so weird, but not so much anymore. You know, you tar- get on Facebook, and every you know every broad from here to dang. You know, Taiwan's writing serial killers. They're all over the place. Everybody wants to be a criminal justice major. You know, everybody's a crime scene investigator. It's, it's a lot of people are doing it. I'm not the only little stay at home mom with weird hobbies. <laughs> so I got to ask, which got me thinking about this is you've been doing this for a while. You've been doing this for a minute. You've talked to a lot of people. Um, you've talked to Ramirez. You, you were actually sort of friends with him. Um, yeah, so- kind of. How do you feel about this huge surgence of, of true crime related stuff? Like true crime, like in the last five years, just seems to have exploded. It's, it's everywhere. It's, it's, it's yeah, such a it's, niche now. So it's strange to me because I watched it happen. You know, mm-hmm. I watched, I, I can remember when I was in junior high school reading Helter Skelter and, you know, the other kids' parents wouldn't let their kids spend the night with me. So, you know, now if you was to see a kid, you know, in the eighth grade with a copy of, you know, Helter Skelter, it, it wouldn't be quite so shocking and forbidden taboo. You know, that, that person isn't automatically a weirdo anymore. It's, it's so mainstream. People are, you know, it's everywhere. Do you have a, an idea of what maybe made that happen? What made it break so big? You know, I don't, was it NPR? I don't think it was because it was growing before that. No. But. I think it was like, I mean, think about it. Even back in the 80s, we had Unsolved Mysteries, and that was a hit that yeah. went for years and years and years. People always loved it. Now, what what made the, you know, Hollywood and, and what made them suddenly go, dang, let's, let's give this a shot, I think was uh, Court TV. Really? Let's see, was that mid-90s? Yeah, it did really well. And then after that's when you started seeing more of the Friday night, you know, ABC Friday night movies that it was more based on some kind of drama that had went down in real life. And it just kind of amped up until, you know, next thing you know, we got Nancy Grace out here. And it's just, was, uh, it's a thing. Was it the Menendez trial? The Menendez brothers? Is that who I'm thinking of? That was one of the, the big... The two brothers yeah, yeah, the two... out in California that yeah. killed their parents. Mm-hmm. That was a huge yeah, trial that was on a TV. Big, yeah, that and was then, uh... one of the first ones with the, you know, I mean, not to say, you know, because we already had Ramirez and, you know, Bundy and women had went ape shit over him, over them. But this was, uh, for some reason, more more public the amount of women and groupies that really uh, attached themselves to these two boys. A lot of it, I thought, was the money because they were loaded, still loaded. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there was the Bundy bitches or whatever. And Ramirez <laughs> the Bundy bitches. <laughs> <laughs> She's not wrong. <laughs> it's not wrong at all. There's... It's my little pet name. It's, it's lo- in love. It's all in love. Bundy bitches. <laughs> I just I don't understand the, the attraction. I mean, I get it. He was handsome. He was charismatic. But the dude, like, uh, yeah, he, he went you. back and had sex with dead bodies until mm-hmm. they couldn't use it anymore. I know, right? I don't know. Some of these gals, I don't know. You know, I meet them every once in a while. They get the, you know, groupie 
get, get over me sometimes. Did you really meet him? Have you really? And I see that look in their eyes and I think, gum, gal, you know, they're spun out. I don't, I don't know. There's nothing in there. Say that again. Bobo? They're, they're just. They are. Who are we talking to? Hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I never know if y'all are laughing with me or at me every yeah, time. We're usually, yeah, we're never laughing at you. Never, <laughs> never, never at you. Unless, unless okay. you, unless you use some of your Southern Bell charm, that's a different story. But <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no, 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 I no. I try we, not we, to get we'll, crazy. We'll never laugh at you because the last time you were on here, we were, you, it was the show about your friend and the trouble that he had gotten into. And, oh uh, yeah. And I was like, oh wait a minute. <laughs> quarter of the way through the episode i was like oh wait this yeah, isn't this isn't that kind of a show yeah. <laughs> so um yeah so um who was the first letter you got from that didn't come out right at all who did you get your first letter from how's that sound um as far as infamous yeah because i had butt loads of just regular inmates uh for years from the time i was a teenager but wait, from the time, you've been say, doing this since you were a teenager. Yes, yes. My dad was a um, a federal outlaw, and we were we moved from state to state to state, and I never knew what why. You know, when I was young, I didn't figure it out till I was in my teenager years. But <clears throat> most of the people, that, you know, he would call aunt and uncle would be aunt so and so, uncle so and so. They weren't really my aunt and uncle. They were my dad's friends, and they'd end up in prison. And then, you know, I've been writing to prison inmates since I was able to write. Everybody's got to have a hobby. That's right. <laughs> and it was, you know, you got to keep up with your family. That's important. So, <clears throat> but I think the actual real first infamous infamous letter i got was eileen warnos and that was before she was eileen warnos i mean before she had done what she did yeah because you knew her beforehand though you would you would know her yeah yeah we weren't buddies or anything but i was um i did in my younger days i was kind of crazy you know Mm -hmm. you know and I rode with some bikers for a while and did a couple magazine shoots and stuff. And I, I wrote a few um, fiction pieces for Easy Rider and um, Outlaw Biker Magazine. And I just kind of ran with that crowd. And I ran into her one night and um, during bike week, I want to say it was in the 80s. I, I really, I, damn it, I can't even remember. That was a lot of the margaritas ago. But <laughs> I ended up being pen pals with her for the longest. And then when shit hit the fan, I seen her on TV and I thought, Holy, Oh my God. And it was her sure enough. And I have one letter that I wrote when she went to prison and, um, I asked her if she remembered me and she did. And she wrote me back and that was, I, I didn't really have any, um, contact with her after that for one thing she didn't seem like the same person it seemed like an entirely different person that i was talking to and i didn't necessarily like her as much as i did the other eileen so yeah Hmm. um so christmas time 
Um, this is the time of year that you know I would expect you to get a lot of stuff, or Christmas cards, or postcards, or anything like that. So you said you really haven't gotten that much, though. Or do you? Or no, some years, but you would think that you'd get a lot of really uh, swanky prison um, garb, but you know I don't know. Maybe the maybe they say I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. I just I really don't get a whole lot of stuff. It's usually like Mother's Day is a big day. I get a lot of stuff. Valentine's Day, hey, hey, I get a lot then. Um, but Christmas, not so much. I get a lot of cards, um, a lot of drawings. Uh, Josh Wade in Alaska, we had a, a, a little weird encounter about in 19, uh, 2012. I think he was known for uh, killing indigenous women out there. And I, when I first got a hold of his case, I didn't really think he had done it. I, I really didn't. I didn't think there was enough evidence on it. But the more I went into it, I know he did it now. And plus, he was a damn weirdo person anyway. So he was, he was really weird. But, I mean, the more I got to know him, he's just weirder and weirder. I was like, yeah, all righty then. But he would send me photos of other like not nude but like underwear models and then he would take the head off and draw my head he was a really good artist by the way you could tell it was me and draw my head onto these like underwear ladies and that was like pretty cool i guess but that's, <laughs> that's yeah. fucking creepy <laughs> it was all right i was like damn i'd be hot if i was like an inch taller a little bit skinnier <laughs> That doesn't weird you out at all? <laughs> Why would that weird me out? No. <laughs> no, it's not like maybe if it had like daggers through the nipples or something, you know, that would have gone. That would have gone. Yeah, okay, I now been like, we're laughing at you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would have been like, this is odd, maybe creepy, but no, just like, you know. Cup of cocoa and salt, bra and panties. It was all right. <laughs> it was all right. <laughs> Ellie, I love you. <laughs> oh, guys. <laughs> You're awesome. I, it's just every single time you come on here, I, I think that I've heard it all, and then I... And you're just, you're so nonchalant about it, and bras, panties, cocoa. <laughs> you guys, this show. I'm like, all right, Kelly, don't be weird. Just be fucking normal, and I never do it. I always don't think be normal. This is. I don't. I would want nothing but this. If you came on and gave a deadpan delivery, I'd be like, no, stop the tape. This is fake. I want the real Kelly. <laughs> I feel go, like go, I am, I'm like don't say anything fucking strange, you know. But then it's I always do. <laughs> and I never know it's strange until y'all are like holding your breath, laughing. I'm like, dang, it's God, see, that's the thing. That's, when people listen to this, every single time you come on here, and I get I get talked to by people that I that I see in day to day life. And I get I get uh, correspondence through email, and I get correspondence through Messenger, and I get text messages, and they're like, "Kelly is one of the coolest people you have on the show because she doesn't give a fuck." And I'm like, "Yes, 
My give a fuck it done broke a long time ago. It's awesome. I have I a good time too. And like okay. I said, you guys have the best listeners. They always get. They, I'm always hearing something somewhere. I, I, that day though, I opened my Instagram and it was some gal. I wish I remembered your name, sweetheart. Hello, whoever you are. But that was the first thing. Well, shit to bed. I said, well, this is one of my guys' listeners. I know it. Is. And it was. And there's a gentleman, I think his name is Will, that still follows me on Twitter, and he talks to me a lot over there, cracks me up. So, okay, Valentine's Day. Um, I wasn't expecting, well, yeah, I guess so, if they're in prison, I'd be like, but okay, since, <laughs> since you're getting, like, panties and cocoa <laughs> and, and head drawings on lingerie <laughs> models, describe to me what an average prison intake f- for Kelly is. I don't know, I don't know, how do I, what do I refer to it as? How do I, I don't know. My hall. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. My hall. I don't know, dude. Like, really, what I was getting at before is I don't get a lot of gifts at Christmas. But, I mean, this could be, I guess, more of a somber turn. But I do notice that they're not as happy, you know, at at Christmas time. You get a lot of sometimes death, not death threats, but, you know, suicide threats. Uh, you know, really long introspective letters about, you know, life and God and religion and that sort of thing and regrets. So I would, you know, a lot of requests if I could, uh, you know, uh, talk to the people's kids or pass on a message or, you know, send a, a card. I get a lot of that. I get more of that at Christmas time than I do gifts. I get a lot of cards. all told. Yeah. People have, you know, their regrets come out. You think they never do. Of course, there's some that don't, that never give a shit at all. But a, a lot of a lot of people do. A lot of inmates do start feeling sad at Christmas, and I get a lot of that. All the way up through past New Year's, because, you know, everybody's making New Year's resolutions, and these assholes are, you know, what are they going to do? Uh, you know? <laughs> I'm going to do 18 more sit-ups with a stack of books on my desk. <laughs> I'm going to hit the yard hard this year. That's right. <laughs> One more book on my chest. Uh, uh. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> awesome. We can do it. So right about Valentine's Day, everybody perks up, and everybody's my sweetheart, or I'm everybody's sweetheart, I guess. Everybody's prison romance is what they want to think. Unless, you know, you're like Joseph Nasso. What they call him? Crazy Joe, I think. Uh huh. I did. He's in my book, Voices from Death Row, and he's all, all the all the way whack job, all the way around. He, he, did he die? He might have died just here recently, or yeah, maybe not. That's some bitch. He'd probably hang on until he's 100. But <laughs> right around, he's in his 80s. And right around uh, Valentine's Day, about two years ago, he wrote me like a dirty limerick, you know, like there once was a broad from Nantucket, you know, that kind of wow. beauty. Yeah, and it was about two pages long. Cracked me right the fuck a up. A two-page like limerick? <laughs> it, it was. It was hilarious. I took it or I put it in my purse and carried it around for the longest so I could show it to everybody because nope. some of it was He's really witty. Alive. He's 85. Damn it, man. He's never going to die. No. He's got some secrets he needs to come off of. 
Yeah, that literally says his other name is Crazy Joe. <laughs> of course yeah, it is. That's what I thought, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for a long time they thought he was ABC killer in, in uh, New York. Yeah. Because his, yeah, his, his victims had first and same first and last initial and they went in a, in, in a corresponding order, but it just it didn't work out. Another dude that works for my publisher... I cannot think of his name right now, but he wrote an excellent book about Crazy Joe uh, Sweeney, Chris, Chris Sweeney. That he wrote a really, really good book about him. No kidding. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Also, uh, some crazy stuff around Valentine's Day. Like, I get a lot of handmade cards. You know, that that guy that I'm currently writing the book about, he cut um, all the hearts out of a whole deck of cards. And made me a, a card with it and his um, blood and the hair from his goatee. <laughs> that oh, that's was, just a gift that, that keeps on giving, isn't it? That was awesome. Yeah, and then about a month <laughs> that was later. was awesome. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and it accused me of selling it. I was like, dude, nobody wants that. No, I did not sell it. <laughs> I swear to God, I didn't. But funny thing was, I couldn't find it. So I started thinking, what did I do with that? You know, how do you lose a, just a relic like that? But then about a month later, I did. I ran up on it. I had it miscategorized in somebody else's crapola. So I found it. And I, thought, I should write him back and let him know I, I still have that little gem. Casey wants it back. But no, I never did. You I'm trying to think of something else crazy I've gotten. Have you ever had any correspondence with Kemper? I have not. Wow. I've tried that snotty bastard. But he, <laughs> you know, he thinks his, you know, he's just, he's got too much of himself. He needs to quit reading his own books and shit. Because one more person makes a show about him and his head's going to get so big, he's going to bust through the top of that prison and just, you know explode out that way we'll never find him well maybe that'd be a blessing <laughs> maybe maybe but he he doesn't write people back and i've been trying to get him for oh gosh 10 years at least wow. way before mine hunters and his fan club came out so yeah he don't he don't write anybody back and i another one i can't really get to talk to me much is son of sam and I really thought I would be able to because that's actually a shock. I think I thought Berkowitz would be like right there wanting to write. Mm-mm. I can never get him to answer me back. And maybe I screwed up doing this, but I have a family connection to him by marriage. Really? Yeah. And I was like, dude, hey, <laughs> check this out. You know, and I, I told him about it and I never got an answer. And I was like, well, surely there's a mistake because who wouldn't want to talk to me, right? So I go right <laughs> off the table. Nope. That I actually shocked me, though. I mean, he, it's uh, a beautiful blonde is a tr- is trying to correspond with you, and he's like put off by that. Yeah, he said no. Nah. Huh? I don't know. Wow, that's. Uh... I, I always try that beautiful blonde bit too, if I can get away with it. You know, I tried, I tried getting Paul Bernardo for. Ever. Ooh, that's, a, mm, that's a flame you don't want to touch, I don't think. I really, really wanted to get inside his head, especially after that movie Carla came out. Yeah. I okay, really. Yeah. 
What did he do? I mean, I just, I, he's a rapist. I was going to elaborate, but I'll just put it that way. Yeah, probably rapist good. murderer with his wife, and his wife got away with it, and she's Carl out. Right? Yes, right. Yeah. But I tried that with him. I was like, yes, I got this asshole. So I'm like, look at me. Here's my picture. I'm Kelly. You want to write me letters and shit, man? Nope. <laughs> and I have heard from uh, one of the guards at the prison that he's in that he, you know, he doesn't write at all. He's got like a stable of four or five women and that's, they keep him up and he, uh-huh. I guess he don't know more. Maybe I just keep writing once a year or something in case to, to keep in the line, you know, in case somebody drops off. But I don't think I'll ever get a letter from him. Somebody will kill him too, I'm pretty sure. Oh, you think so? Oh, yeah. If he ever gets out in general ah, He'll never see the light of day. I'm surprised I mean, no general, one sent anybody in to whack him. In the prison, that's what I mean, in general pop there. Oh, Somebody yeah. Somebody him, yeah. Is he in gen he, pop or is he in uh, solitary? No, he's, he's in Canada's version of solitary, which is a little bit different, but right. basically the same, yeah. Canada gives a slightly bigger shit about their inmates than we do. Yeah, well, I mean, what is it? Life sentence is what? Twenty years? Twenty, twenty-five mm-hmm. years? I think it is twenty years. Yeah. Unless 20. they, uh, unless they're like really bad, like there's some people that'll never get out, but that's that's, that's rare. Few and far between. Taking Tory, yeah. That, yeah. Well, they believe in like too. rehabilitation, unlike us. <laughs> <laughs> I believe in rehabilitation, but you know the the mer- the girl in the book I wrote, taking Tory. Terry Lynn McClintock, yeah. she struck me as extremely remorseful. And oh, yeah, knowing, absolutely. knowing her past, I mean, it's a miracle. She wasn't a flaming murderer from the time she was 15 years old. I mean, the crap that she lived through. And then, you know, she really does feel horrible about what happened so much to the point where she, you know, she told me, I don't. I don't want out. I don't want you to don't don't try to be nice to me. Don't don't say anything. Say it like I you know, she didn't want me to be at all sympathetic or empathetic to her plight at all. So that yeah. went a long way with me. But they last year removed her from the prison into a basically another damn prison. But it was some sort of I think an Indian reservation type thing and it had a uh, rehabilitation like wing on it but it was still a, a really hard prison and all of Canada lost their collective minds and just shit a total brick until they put her back in the other prison so yeah, she didn't uh, belong there yeah. that's what they yeah. say I think she belonged there but whatever she won't ever get out she don't want out no she, I, see that's the thing this is the whole like I get it it's murder it's bad it's horrible but, again, you are a victim of your um, – I don't want to say circumstances because it, that's not the right term. You're, you're a product of your environment. Yeah. Some people can well, deal yeah. with it, and they, you know, they, be, they get, a, they get a, uh, a messiah complex, and they're always you know, persecuted, and they don't go any farther than that. But then mm. you get some person that they get pushed and pushed and pushed, and they snap – and for, in my opinion, for legitimate reasons, they snap. Did they do it? Did they? Should they have murdered someone? Probably not. But I'm not going to hold that against them, considering what they went through. Right. 
And mm-hmm. those are the kind of people that I believe can be rehabilitated. And when someone just right. kills just for the sake of killing, yeah. that's hard. That's a hard one. Right. I I, I understand. I I I you know I I jihaw with that for the most part, but you know it's unpopular opinion. But like I don't think the Manson girls should still be locked up. No, absolutely not. No way. Absolutely. They were killing just for killing's sake but you know that what harm i just i don't know you know then you look at sharon tate's family and you know they're gonna say well sharon can't come out you know i get it but i don't know maybe i just feel like we should have put them to use a long time ago yeah and not just let them rot in that prison they were being they were it was an example that was made they, when when the Manson family murders happened, it was a face to put on the generalization of cult mentality and Satanism. And they needed someone to be a scapegoat. And this is what this is what we're looking at. This is the scapegoat. These are the people that are going to pay for it. Everybody's coddled into thinking that the problem's been taken care of. Mm. And, right. and you focus on something else. You know, and as long as the big bads are locked up, then, uh, you know, it's fine. (laughs) Meanwhile, there's people, you know, raping, killing and, you know, raping and murdering and dismembering people all across the country. But we got the bad guys, so everything's fine now. Yeah, I get it. Disingenuous. What was I reading? How many – there was was an article I was reading that at any given time, there's like 10 serial killers on the loose in the United States at any given time that we just don't hear about. Oh, yeah, I've heard that also. That that statistic changes too. Like every yeah. two or three years, you'll hear it'll be higher or lower than that. But I believe that's true. I mean, when I went to CrimeCon when it was here in Nashville, and you know that pretty much the FBI guy said as much. There's at least you know somewhere between ten and twenty at all times where it's running. Usually truck drivers most of the time, you know, transients, because that's how they get away with it. Mm-hmm. Once in a blue moon, are you going to get a, a, you know, a BTK or a Green River killer mm-hmm. because, you know, and then it, the, the BTKs are few and far between, especially anymore, because you can get caught. You know, if you fart in the same room, you're, you're caught. Oh, Dennis so, Rader is such a fucking asshole, too. Isn't he? He gave, him his, he gave himself his own name. Fuck you. You don't get to do that. <laughs> that's not how right. that works. Exactly. He's such a turd, I swear. I have I've thought about writing him, but that's you know, that's my problem right there too, is I always want to be like, you smarmy bastard, you know, we just yeah, and did the scenes of him in court, I just want to shave his eyebrows off. He just yeah, right. annoys the crap out of me. Everything he does is annoying. I just want to yank that daggum seventies porn stash off. Just <laughs> with it. He, uh, his daughter, the last time he came up for parole, not parole, they had something going on. The hell was it? But his daughter said, stop giving him airtime. He doesn't deserve to have any kind of, just, she said, let him rot. That's his own daughter. Bless her. Bless her heart. I see that, uh, Keith Jesperson, smiley face killer. I just, the other day, I saw his daughter's got a TV show and yeah, it's something, something, something. I forget the name of it, but it's it's a like killer in your family or some shit like this. But I thought of 
BTK's daughter, when I saw that, I thought, well, here she'll come with her show. See what I'm saying? It's everywhere. It is. It yeah, because it's broken so huge now. It's It, it literally is everywhere. I mean... Well, I'm sure it's my family. It's like... I remember, like, when the OJ thing was going on, the car chase. You know, the OJ trial was the... I mean, we, we've we always had true crime yeah. interest, but not like it is now. Right. It was the major cases. Now right. it's when everything. Those shows this summer, you know, because we've got the ID channel, Court TV, and then when I did those shows this summer, one of the producers was telling me the Oxygen channel is going to Strictly True Crime. Oh, jeez. And... Um, T, uh, there's another one, TV TV One. Yeah, I did that a couple years ago, a show on that channel, and it's it's turned into all true crime. So, wow. I think it's a cost it's issue too, because it's it's cheap to put these shows together. Really, you know, you, you, it's what the zeitgeist yeah. right now, so everybody's into it. it doesn't yeah. matter what I mean. They, you can order that uh, what is the Hunt a Killer the that yeah the box the, subscription the box. box. That, those things sell like hotcakes. I imagine they do. Yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah, and it's not just you know the books and 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 podcasts and stuff, but also you know the people that sell true crime memorabilia, murderabilia. That stuff's going through the roof. I think I get. Good. I get women all the time that will say, you know, so and so sent me. I'll leave their name out, but you know it'll be one of these murderabilia dealers sent me a letter, wants to know if I'll send him, you know, my toothbrush or my razor or something, you know, anything like this. And I always, I always tell him don't do it, you know, because I don't know. I just, I feel like if you want, if if you're remorseful, and that's where you're coming from. Don't be doing shit like that. You know, if you need some money, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll send you a book of stamps. But, you know, the girls that really don't give a crap, it doesn't make any difference because, you know, they kind of like their bad girl image. So you see them out there selling, you know, bloody titty prints or whatever for $650. <laughs> I'm not, I didn't make that crap up. No, 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 no sir. I, I know no. it's true. I know it's absolutely yes. true. Yes. It is. Just, I, I, yeah. It, I get it. I understand. I mean, I understand why everybody's so involved right now with true crime. And it's the fact that so many people are disenfranchised with everything that's going on, that if they're involved in something, no matter how small it is, they feel like they're doing the good guy's work. You know, you're putting these, you're, you're hearing the stories of people being put away. It doesn't matter the horrific uh, precursor to all of that, the amount of bodies that stacked up or, or whatever, or, or the horrendous ways people are being mutilated. The fact that they get to see an end game and they feel as though they're part of it, whether it's fictitious or a reality, they feel like they're doing something. It, it goes back to the same, like the Greenpeace movement back in the 70s and the 80s. Everybody got on board. Everybody was saving the fucking whales and all this other bullshit. They're, they can stop looking at their own lives and feel like they're a part of something. Yeah. No matter how twisted it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love it. I've, I've, I've loved serial killers since I was a little kid, so I'm part of the fucking problem. But Yeah. You know, that reminds me. Have you guys seen on Netflix now, uh, Don't Fuck With Cats? 
I've seen it, but I haven't you watched it yet. Amazing. It was fucking amazing. I watched it yesterday. It's all right. I mean, it's pretty good. But A, pretty they good. left out a whole crap ton of stuff. A whole crap ton of stuff they left out. They just kind of gave you the basics of what Luca Magnotti did. But what I didn't like about it is that gal's like preachy attitude, but she's saying the same thing you guys just said. And what we just said, BTK's daughter said, you know, at the end, she, she says, you know, should I have wasted so much of my life chasing this dude down? Because her and a bunch of Facebook dudes pretty much located this guy by just staring at every frame of the film, you know, his, his video. They found him. They helped the police find this dude. But, you know, at the end, she says, you know, did we, should we really just be not doing this? And then she addresses us, the audience, and says, and what about you guys who just sat here and watched an hour and a half documentary on this murder? You know, couldn't you have been doing something else with your time? So, well, you, got you a know. Valid point. I guess so, but. Well, again, that's kind of disingenuous if you really think about it. That's just, what I'm saying. You know, it's news. It happened. I want to yeah. be aware of this shit. I don't want to be sitting over here crocheting and freaking Jack the Ripper come busted in and I never even knew that shit could go down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I want to know. Absolutely. I want it's, to it's know. It's good to be in the know. I agree yeah. completely. But I, I don't I think, think I'm a bad person, but I don't, no, you know, I can see no. what she's saying about like, you know, want to be lascivious about it and have to know or just be out for the gore. Now, I get that. I get that. And to me, yeah, that's our, what murderability is. That, yeah. That I get. I mean, yeah, that absolutely. That for, If someone's trying to make a buck off of – it's the same thing as people making a buck off of another person's misery, in my opinion. I mean, right. Granted, then you there get are, the people that argue, what about Holocaust, you know, memorabilia, relics? That's it. Is that's, that the same thing? Uh, no, it's not. It's not the same thing because Holocaust memorabilia is a part of valid history. If we forget about it, it's going to happen again. That's true. You know, but that again, that was the wholesale mass murder of a yeah, lot of people. I mean, uh-huh. yeah. I mean, you're Got Ted at- Bundy's ass whooped right there, I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh. So, you know, I yeah. mean, if you Absolutely. want to look at it that way, that's the yeah. point, yeah. I mean, there's, so, I, you can make that argument for a lot of different things, though. You know? Yeah. I mean, you're you're you got these people on on the on the uh, any any given news station that are out there ambulance chasing and looking for the next worst thing to happen. They're making money off of people's misery because that's what people want to watch. Nobody yeah. tunes into the news to hear feel good stories anymore. They just don't. They want to see the next that's big true. train wreck or the next big poisoning or whatever. Exactly. And something else I watched the other day, I think this was on Amazon. I want to say it's called A Dead Man's Line. Mm. But it was a, a documentary about a dude that went apeshit in Indianapolis, I want to say in the early 60s, because he lost his mortgage and he went to the bank and held a banker hostage with a shotgun for 60 hours. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What the hell is that? Wow, mean? that was interesting as heck, man. And it was, it came, it boiled down to the same thing. And they, these were people talking like in the 70s. And the very end of it is a, a journalist. And it kind of made the hair on the back of my neck stand up because he was saying stuff like, 
you know, we're going to have to be more careful in the future because, you know, terrorists are getting really smart and they can, you know, and it was just really crazy the way that he put it. It was Tony really Caritza. Yes. Yes. Tony Caritza. It was yes. 77. It was freaking fascinating. If you get a chance, watch that. That is really, really a fascinating, interesting story. And watch it all the way to the end where the, the journalists talk and, and say stuff. It, it's make your hair stand up. It's crazy. He went on. He went nuts. Like he did. He, he ended nuts. up getting out in like 85 and lived a just quiet old life. But yep. Well, uh, it's he, the same thing with the guy with the killdozer. Say what? The guy with the killdozer. That just passed. That uh, the the anniversary for that. That was over the summer though. But that was the guy that um, he had a um, he had a radiator repair shop, and then a concrete company came along and built more or less right next to his place. And then they cut off his access driveway to get. Yeah, because his... the zoning boards allowed it to happen. They yeah. said, "Fuck this dude." So he yeah. went and tried to fight yeah. it, and um, he didn't kill anybody though. No, he just went. He just took a, a bulldozer and outfitted it with steel plating and dropped it on there. Once it was in, it wasn't coming back off. Ooh. And then after that, he just went on a rampage throughout the city and destroyed all the city council members' houses and businesses. And then <laughs> yep. got stuck inside of a building. And when he wasn't going anywhere, then he killed himself inside the vehicle. But yeah, shot himself. Yeah, and he left a note behind saying he tried to be reasonable, but he was driven driven to unreasonable means because he was even he bought the bulldozer because he was going to build his own access road up to yep. his house, and they said no up to up to his shop, and they said no, you can't do that. So yeah. you know, Umeyer. yeah, that dude was. I mean, he was he was another fucking. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can easily see how you know people can snap, and then then it's like you know, then Tony, I think. 20 years he spent in, in jail. Yeah. And, and the jury found him not guilty. Yep. And he still spent another 10 years, you know, and it's yep. it's like we're making our own monsters in a lot yeah, we are. of situations. Yeah, we are. We're literally breeding these. We are. Mm-hmm. And it, right. it's, again, it's a, it's, an, it's a product of your environment. Right. And then you want to talk about the crazy people that's not getting their schizophrenic medicine and the soldiers not getting their PTSD medicine because of, you know, bureaucratic red tape. And then there you go. Not only have we made these monsters, now we're feeding them and we're keeping them from getting any better. And then we're all walking around with our hands in the air going, what the hell happened? Yep. So, you know, it just and when people ask me, you know, how can you feel so much? For you know, there's a soldier that killed his his girlfriend and two small children that lived over here by me. Mm-hmm. He, uh, I, I visit him a lot. I still talk to him, and you know, people around here I, that gets out. I'm like a pariah when people find that out. Oh my God, Jesus, girl, you know what that boy did, did you? And it's just like, yes, I know, but can you? If he and it's if terrible. He had the help that he needed, would he have done it? No, you know, he was saving lives in Iraq. Yep. And it was a decorated soldier. And then, but, you know, it's like you always have to be judged by the worst thing you've ever done. Not the best thing, mm-hmm. but the worst thing you've ever done. That's, that's what people want to hear. Mm-hmm. They want a face to the monster. They want a reason to the monster. They don't want to, they don't want the lead up to it. They want right now. They don't want to look at the past. They don't want to look at the childhood. They don't want to look at the PTSD. They don't want to look at right. any of the 
the varying factors that made this person a monster. They just want what happened right now. Forget about the build-up. Right. Mm-hmm. Did you see the movie Joker by chance? Awesome no, movie. I have not. Oh, you should see it. You should see it. I probably will. As soon as one of y'all helps me down off this soapbox, I might. <laughs> no, it's fine. You're, you're, you you go ahead and roll with it. Falling Down was one of my favorite movies, and it's kind of what we're talking about now. You know, somebody who's uh-huh. just pushed to the very limits and pushed to the edge. Um, That's what, Michael Douglas. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He's yeah, just trying to get home to get one. to his daughter's birthday party, and everything in the world keeps setting him back. And finally, he just snaps and loses it. It's like I could see myself being that guy. You know. Um, Mm-hmm. There, there's times where it's like, yeah, I can identify with that. But then again, Fight Club is also one of my favorite movies that I that I tend to go to every so often and watch over again. So, yeah, yeah you. you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do we need to get you a therapist. Me? No, that's why I have these movies. I'm good. I'm fine. Ah. Talk, is therapy. Talk is cheap until True. you have to pay for a therapist. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's I cinema know. therapy. So yeah, and, I, and my I, time in a chair. I, I totally get it. I totally get it. And then, you know, the, the people that do have mental illness are laughed at. Well, that's that's starting to change, though, I think. Like, you're starting to see yeah. more and more people that are like, yes, I have mental illness problems. I'm trying to deal with them. Leave me alone. You know, and... I'm trying to get the stigma away from it. Yeah, that's the, it's the big stigma thing of it. Because I've got people in my family that have depression issues and things like that. And uh, it's like, yeah, I can see the other side of it. You know, both Lobo and myself, we both have depression issues we deal with as much as we can. It's a thing, yeah. you know. But you got to have outlets and stuff for for things like that. So exactly, you know, it is you, your outlet happens to be talking to serial killers from a very young age. <laughs> seventeen. <laughs> I can't get over you started this when you were seventeen years old. That just blows my mind. Yeah, I know it. It does blows everybody's mind. Everybody's like, "What the hell is wrong with your folks?" But you know, it was a different time. <laughs> yeah, it was. I grew up in the seventies. You know, so. Man. We didn't have seatbelts in the car. Okay? <laughs> it was different. That's the reason. <laughs> the seatbelts were right there. Fell <laughs> a lot. We had eight track players. <laughs> we had eight track players. I can't hear all that well. You're listening to the song and it fades wheel, out my and brother it fades back in. His bicycle. Yeah. Oh, big wheels. Great. Yeah. I had a green machine. You remember the green machines? Yeah. I do. They had the, the weird little handles thing. in the middle. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah they're like big wheels, but they had the handles. You didn't have a steering wheel. You had a handle that you would. You had two handles that you'd move back and forth. Yeah. I had yeah. a riding mower. You had a riding mower. <laughs> <laughs> Are you Amish? Are you Amish? No, God, no. <laughs> no. But Jeez. not far from. <laughs> I don't know, dude. The Jehovah's Witnesses were pretty far from the Amish. The Amish kind of makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I told you about recently when I was being checked out by the Amish chick when I went up to the sporting goods store in northern Michigan. Did I tell you about that? Were you not on the show? I don't. That's what I thought. No, there's this sporting goods store. I'll tell again real quick for your benefit. But I was in this. I don't know. But I there's this. Oh my god! (laughs) Shut up. But there's a sporting goods store. It's in central Michigan. It's it's like the biggest thing around up there. There's always this family at the front of it that sells jams and stuff. Every time you go there, there's always an Amish family there because they got a big Amish community. And I'm waiting for my buddy to get up there and stuff. I look over and this this Amish chick's like checking me out. She was she was like not in her twenties. She was past her twenties. But she's kind of like giving me the eye and stuff. And I'm like looking around like 
<laughs> you know I'm English, right? You know, I'm looking around like, she ain't checking me out. No, no, no. You know, so, you know, I think she was... She was just trying to lure me into my jam, probably. But I'm like, I got an Amish chick checking me out. This is crazy. <laughs> hey, man, a win to win. see your wallet bulge back there. I see guess. how much jam you could slam, yeah. I, I guess. I don't know. But I was just like. You do make I, good elderberry jelly. I will say that. <laughs> I, I told the wife, I'm like, I got an Amish chick checking me out. And my wife didn't know if she should be jealous or laugh at me. It was it was an odd situation. I'm like, no, but there's this blonde-haired Amish chick here checking me out. You know, I don't I don't know what I what do I do? You know, do I ask her if she's on Rum Spring? Oh, I don't understand here. It was weird. <laughs> so, yeah, win's a win. I'll take it. No problem. We're good. <sighs> Anyways, so um, you did say that you got a Christmas card and some crochet from somebody this year, didn't you? I got a card from Molly Jane Rowe, and it surprised me. I've written to her twice, and she didn't write me back. Uh, it's a really controversial case here in Tennessee. She lived or lived in a, a city, I'm going to say about three, two, 300 miles to my west called Bells, B-E-L-L-S, very, very tiny, small town. And she was uh, she can, was convicted and pled guilty to uh, abuse and rape and murder of her boyfriend's uh, 17-month-old baby girl. Oh. And I first heard about this in the 2013, I think it was before she was sentenced, but but after she was charged and this girl is unbelievably gorgeous. She could have been a, a supermodel had she not been stuck in some tiny town in Tennessee. She's mm. beautiful. Seems intelligent from what I could tell. She's, you know, went to school and, and wasn't like a dropout or anything. So my first thought was why, what in the hell? I, like that is just, I don't even understand that. I can't, I can't comprehend that, what would cause that. So I, you know, I tried to get her family to talk to me. Nobody would talk to me. I tried to get the husband, the boyfriend to talk to me. And although I did make some contact, that turned out bad. Nobody wants to talk to me. So hmm. I look in the, you know, the newspapers there in that town, very, very little has been reported on about this case. And even if you Google it, there's not that much there. And that makes me even more curious. Like why? So yeah, that's finally, a yeah. Cause you know, anybody does something crazy, you know, as crazier it is, the more it's going to spread across the country. You're going to see it everywhere. And there's yeah. just very little about this. So finally, I got a letter from her today. I'm pretty excited about it. She, no um, she agrees to answer some questions for me. She said she was sorry for taking so long to write me, but she um, she's going to college. She has um, a job in the prison, and she wow. was not sure that I was for real because nobody does what I do. So she had some people look into my website and my books and stuff. And I guess I passed muster cause she wrote me back wow. and I'm curious. I'm about to, to find out. I'm going to ask her what the f 
fuck, man. Girl, you better let us know. (laughs) Yeah, I will. Because, I mean, the only thing I can imagine is, I mean, I, I have daughters. And I can remember, like, my oldest daughter, when she had diaper rash real bad, I let her walk around with no diaper on. She walked at my parents' house. She walked over a sliding glass door and fell on her bottom on that track. Oh, she had a little strip bruise across her butt for at least two weeks. And every time somebody says something about child abuse and bruises on a child, my mind always goes back to that incident. And I cannot just automatically jump and say, Oh, oh nasty bitch. Look what she done. So yeah. I automatically like, you know, because my mind goes right back to that. And I think, what if somebody would have not believed me and thought I abused my daughter or something like that? So that's my first question to her. It's like, what is that? Why there's not so much press on this? Because maybe the only thing they had on her was a police report that said there was a bruise on the butt. And so the press ran with it and said she's accused of rape. Or, you know, maybe there's more to it, but I I have no way of finding that out. And I don't understand why all my avenues are blocked, but I hope she can fill me in on something and maybe point me in the right direction or maybe I can get her lawyer or something. But I want to (laughs) know. Yeah, absolutely. That's I now I want to know. Yeah, I want to know, man. I mean, obviously she lost it and definitely killed the little girl because she shook her and mm-hmm. so she died of some sort of brain issue from being thrown or and shaken but yep. the rest of that i don't i'd like to know about and if it was you know just some sort of anger outburst thing i want to know what they're doing about that i want to know if she's how much therapy she's had and you know what what kind of therapy and if she's had outbreaks of anger in prison or you know i just i don't know I want to know shit, man. Yeah, absolutely. I expect nothing less from you. <laughs> <laughs> Why I wonder this crap, I don't know. But I seen that headline in my mind was tick, 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 tick. But why? But why? But why? But why? So the kind of people that we need. You've got a, <laughs> you got a Patreon now or something like that? I do have a Patreon. Dude, okay. I set it up like a year ago. And I had five or six Patreon. It was, became like a cute little family. I had the greatest time with these guys. And then all of a sudden, pew, 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 they all dwindled away. So I redid my Patreon and added some different parts and changed the amounts and stuff. So hopefully somebody will come and be my Patreon. I do cool shit. I really do. <laughs> what do you got on there? <laughs> Um, let's see. My brother just helped me redo it. Um, some stuff like, um, letters and artwork and stuff that I have of the girls that usually we sell to get stamps and books and the stuff I buy their kids stuff with, you know, mm-hmm. the way they raise me. So it's some of their stuff. Um, and then I do a live lunch at once a month where I will, um, video live with whoever's in that bracket for, you know, 15, 20 minutes and answer questions about whatever case we've had on the blog lately. And 
I I have some of my really um my more notorious letters. I save those for for Patreon. Most of I put all the letters on the blog usually, but some of the real notorious ones I'll just give to the the Patreon viewers, <clears throat> read them to them, and show the the letters and all my little knickknacks I get in there. Hmm, that's that's really cool. Prison jewelry and all that fun stuff. And the answers to questions. Right now we're working on this lady named Janicia Briggs who wrote me out of nowhere. She had found my card somehow. Somebody gave it to her in prison, but she I looked her up and she there wasn't much on her either, but she had shot somebody at a bar fight and uh, she I guess pulled her car in front of this lady's car and then just freaking unloaded on her and she she was pregnant at the time the killer Janicia was pregnant while she was doing this at the club you know I don't don't know so I looked it all up online when she wrote me because all that she said in the letter was can you help me and you know I really want my story out there people don't understand and it didn't happen the way they say it happened and that was it. And I was like, well, what the hell happened? So I went and Googled it, and there's just very little about her. She's a Florida lady, but that's all I could find out. But she just recently wrote me back like a three-page letter where she tells me everything that happened from the minute she decided she was going to the club and who she went with. and I mean, everything, all of it. And I'm about to put that on the Patreon, too. So stuff like that. No shit. Mm-hmm. So you still have your blog and you update that as well, though, right? Yep. Where's that located? That is www.thewomancondemned.com. And any new books on the horizon or anything coming out? My Scott Hale book, the the guy that I was friends with for 20 years that uh, killed the woman and told me about it. We talked about that. The yeah, night. that so. fucked me up. That fucked me up so bad. Yeah. Because it was, it was you the whole time, and I would, until you said that, it didn't click. <laughs> I had a fucking existential crisis at that moment when you said that. Oh. oh. I was like, oh my god, I know this woman. I've known this woman for years, and I'm talking <laughs> to her. Yeah. <laughs> You guys, I can't wait for one of y'all to make a big pot of chili and invite me over. I make chili all the damn time. <laughs> You're on the other side of the country for us, though. That's the problem. <laughs> for both of us. Even you. Are you guys, where are you guys at? One of y'all's in Michigan or some shit. Yeah, right? I'm in Detroit. Lobo's out in Connecticut. So, right. That's yeah. right. That's right. We see each other like once every seven years for brief moments of time. <laughs> We're like dating. <laughs> oh, romance. I love it. Oh, boy. <laughs> we show up. It'll be like, I happen to be in town. It'll, be, it'll like four or five years ago by. It'll be like, hey, I happen to be in town, but I'm only going to be here for like an hour. So, and then, you know, I'll well, show up at his house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Or it'll be like, you know, we'll, we'll go out to, we, we went out to dinner one time, and then after that, like the other two times, it's just I showed up at the house, I was there for a little bit, it's like, well, um, gotta go. And uh, I dropped off a whole bunch of two liters of Fago Pop to him, and off I went. So, or soda, as you like to refer to it as. But, uh, you know, that was pretty much it. Yeah, that's that's our thing. And other than that, we talk on Skype and do shows, and that's it. So, Yeah. <laughs> Do you, 
ever go up to the um oh shoot there's a big convention that happens up in kentucky every year i believe there's some kind of a, a true crime convention am i am i right maybe i'm not i swear uh-huh. there was or something like that so do, do you travel and go to these conventions do you go all over the place with these I or you just do. do local ones i do yeah no i've been to illinois to dark history con a couple times that's a great that's the one i'm thinking of i don't know why i said kentucky but yeah that's the one i'm thinking of yeah. Oh yeah, that it's great. I've been I went to his first one and I did that for four, five, six years. And then these last two years I haven't been. I've just had too much crap going on. I haven't been able and that's an eight hour drive for me, but mm-hmm. it's super great. He's got a lot of good guests. It's a really good con. And um I went to Killer Nashville a couple times, but that was just as a writer. Mm-hmm. And same same for um, CrimeCon. I went to CrimeCon in Nashville, and I think I think CrimeCon's in in Tampa this year, next year. I would like to check that out. But um, yeah, I hit them when I can get them. Sometimes I get you know like a room paid for, and I'll sign books. That's always fun. And other times I got to foot the bill. But just depends, man. Do you have any like really creepy followers or anything like that? You don't have to drop any names or whatever, but do you have people that are just like a little over the edge sometimes? Not lately. <laughs> so no, that's a yes. <laughs> when I, well, you know, usually when I do, it's strangely enough, it's when um, somebody on the outside out here gets pissed, like I'm talking to their girlfriend or boyfriend or some shit. Whoa. And then, you know, they'll get like, yeah jealous or butthurt about it and i'll get a bunch of weird emails and threats and stuff but not any not, not like creepy stuff over me i do got some some creepers but nobody's been like in my space or anything they're just creepy over there hmm. away from me yeah some girls get kind of wicked out you know they're like i've been wanting to do this all my life and then they want to be my best friend and buy me you know fluffy stuff socks and shit i don't know what to say about that kind of stuff but i just kind of be yeah you can do it you know (laughs) take a class read a book keep on keeping on you know try to be helpful (laughs) but i don't i try not to be besties with that kind of people because a you know that could be weird but b i don't want to let anybody down i'm just like some little redneck broad living out here living her best life you know i i can't give nobody advice really because i don't know how the hell i did it i just kept on and on and on and so that's what i tell people just keep on and on and on if you enjoy it just do it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks get your answers if you want answers write and get them Well, we've had you here for an hour, so I'm going to let you go. Thank normally, you. I uh, thank you, thank you. Oh, no problem. I normally give people thank a chance to promote whatever they're going to put out there, but I've already, you've, we've already done that, so <laughs> you know. Yeah. And I'm going to ask you guys a favor. It just now dawned on me. I didn't have this planned, so if you if it's a no go, that's cool too. But like we were just talking about, this Denicia Briggs has told me all this stuff recently. And then I've got Molly Jane Rowe today. I heard from her. All this is going to go on the Patreon probably within the next month. So, like, I'm thinking February or March, I might have a whole lot of good gossip for you guys if you mm-hmm. want to have me back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You can do that. Great. You can do that. Yeah. Sounds good. 
That's not a problem. Sounds right? like a uh, Valentine's Day show. Oh, yeah. Oh, hell. Now you done it. <laughs> uh, I'll for sure be here now with all my haul, my prison haul. Awesome. Maybe, maybe I'll send you pictures so you can get a real feel for Kelly's life, man. That sounds awesome. <laughs> Great. All right. Thanks for having me, fellas. Oh, no problem. Hang on for one second, though. But, uh, yeah, we're going to let you go. Take care. Thanks for coming okay. on again and talking to us. Have a good Christmas. Ha- you know, have, have you got your Christmas shopping done yet? Are you all set? Are you ready? Yeah, I, I still have a, a mound of presents to wrap here. My wife's been going nonstop all day long. Like, my wife, like, she gets all the Christmas presents, and then she waits the very last minute to wrap them. And then she just goes on, like, this crazy, like, you would think she's just did, like, you know, a pound of Coke. And she's like, ah! Just like wrapping presents, wow, and, yeah, wrapping papers oh, flying did. everywhere and shit, yeah. And then I, I just kind of like cower and hide in the office or whatever, or she'll just kick me out of the house. You gotta leave now, and you know, so oh, yeah. Man. So uh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> all right, well, sweetie, we're gonna let you go. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Kelly, the proper spoken Southern Belle, um, charming woman. Yep. <laughs> she I love just her. don't care. Nope. Love her. <laughs> She's fucking fantastic. I love her. That was what we told her way back in the beginning. She was always like really timid and shy about cussing and swearing. Not and anymore. Not, not anymore. Nope. <laughs> nope. I could totally see her being a biker chick. I totally could. I could. I, I got no problem seeing that at all and, and running with that crowd. And it was as soon as she brings up motorcycles, of course, I want to start yapping about motorcycles. I'm sitting here, like, biting my tongue, like, nope, nope, <laughs> nope. Time and a place. This isn't it. Blah, 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 blah. Nope, 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 nope. Um, blah, blah, blah. That's did, – did you – have you seen that? There's some, I don't – what is what is that? I don't even? know. I don't know. Is it – do I say that a lot? Do I say blah, blah, blah I, all the time? Don't know. And I blah, blah, think- blah. Like, two people have done it now. I'll post something and someone go, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like – Okay, I'm not offended by this, but what's the joke? I don't understand what the joke I think is here. Blah 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 is it's been said or done over and over again, and they don't really care. I don't know. I don't get it. it seems to pop up on like the alien and UFO stuff. Okay. Like, blah, blah blah. I get right. it. Okay. Well, okay. Let's let's load this voicemail up. We've had this one for a while. We tried to use it last week, but for whatever reason, it didn't load up in our system properly. I had to go through and, and resurface it or whatever here. Um. This is a thing. I don't quite understand what this is about, but uh, uh, Uncle Jeb or, or Aunt Myrtle or somebody I, called in. I need to listen to it, so I don't. No. I don't know. You've already listened to Were it you, once before. I, I've heard bits and pieces of it. I have. I, it's been a while since I've heard. This actually got sent to us back in Halloween, but because things have been so crazy, we haven't been able to. Now, the only person, other person that sends us messages is Stephanie Quick, and her messages are really long. She sends us like book length messages, 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 which we can't play on the show, but she doesn't really care. She's just calling in to tell us something, so it's not a big deal. Like, yes, we we listen to your stuff, Steph. So when you say go, let me know and I'll hit it. 
Uh, go. Hey, hello. Rosemarie. Rosemarie. Enid McMullen leaving a message for Robo Lojack. and Lojack. on your car. I hope I got those names right. My friend Lisa wrote down the number for your answering machine, but she didn't bother to write down your names. It sounds like a guy. I have a ghost <laughs> problem, and I'm hoping you can help sort it out. Okay, for three days, there's been a troublesome ghost breakfast sitting nook. in my breakfast nook. I was sitting down to a nice bowl of corned beef and cabbage when I looked up, and there he was, across the table from me. You know, he did show up right before Halloween. So maybe the legends are true about the veil being thinner at this time of year between the spirit realm and ours. Anyway... He's been parked in that chair in full uniform and sunglasses since the 29th of October. Elevator music. Why is he haunting me? Why my breakfast nook of all places? Do you remember the rich Libyan leader who used to surround himself with a bevy of beautiful virgin bodyguards when he was still alive? Muammar Gaddafi? Well, it's (laughs) his damn ghost that's haunting my breakfast nook. He's the reason you may hear music playing in the background. That's that's to keep him from getting bored. Because when Momar gets bored, heaven help me, he starts singing the theme songs from old American TV shows like this is the, the Brady Dr. Bunch, Trin. the Mary what? Tyler Moore Show, The Facts of Life, F Troop, and God forbid, What's wrong with Gilligan's Island. Island. If I have to hear him sing about that damn three-hour oh tour one more time, I may that have to shoot rough. myself. I don't know if it's that bad. He knows all the words. It's unsettling. I digress. I need help. No, you That's don't. That's why I'm calling oh. your answering machine. Roger. Well, what's that? So I, just... I need some real practical advice on a surefire <laughs> way to get rid of a ghost. Isn't that something your podcast... Oh, great. He's lowered his sunglasses and is looking over them to tell me I got your names wrong. Quiet, princess. My dog freaks out whenever he speaks. Well, if I got their names wrong, why don't you say the right names? Know it all. all. Rojan and Lobo? I don't know. Are you sure? What kind of ridiculous names are those? I like Lojack and Robo better. If you're so smart, then tell me something about those hosts. Go ahead. Oh. It sounds like my aunt Audrey. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll repeat what he just said. <clears throat> he He's saying, now this is, he's saying this, not me. He said, imagine a middle-aged, round-faced man-child who keeps forgetting which way he has to bend to be able to sit in a chair. What? That's Rujan. Wow. Man-child. Right? Wow. He also said that if anyone were to say Rujan's dumb as a box of rocks, actual boxes of rocks would be highly insulted by the comparison. What about the other one? What about the other one? Hush, princess. I think he's talking to his dog. He's saying that Lobo has the kind of face that could make an undertaker run screaming. What's that? 
Momar just added that Lobo looks exactly the way H.P. Lovecraft would look if he'd had a serious Vicks Vapor Rub addiction. <laughs> now, now, that's just mean. I'm not even sure that kind of addiction is a real thing. That's terrific. Shh, princess, calm your fuzzy butt down. Wait, there's more. Calm your tits, dog. Momar says, if you were to show Rojan and Lobo's baby pictures to even the most die-hard anti-abortion protester, they would pause and say... No. For these two, we would have to make an exception. Can confirm. Other than them, oh. all life is precious. Oh, wow. I love Momar Gaddafi could have worked as an insult comic. Who knew? <clears throat> anyway, my number is 912-555-1242. Please call me if you know a good way to get rid of a ghost. And if you don't... Now, you got this covered, dude. You're on your own, man. to make the best of it. Hey, Momar, you want to binge watch the first season of Gentleman Jack with me? Yeah? Of course I get HBO. Shh. Well, the dog barks in stereo. You're welcome. Princess, you better get used to him. He may be here for a while. Who the hell is that? The dog? I don't know. Oh, the, yeah, I'm concerned about the dog. I would be. <laughs> Is that? I don't know. What fucking genius sent that in? <laughs> I don't know. And I'm not being, like, sarcastic. That is the work of genius. That is fantastic. <laughs> that sounds just like on Audrey. That she sounds said. like the grandmother from Dr. Tran. You're one, do you remember the Dr. Tran car- cartoons on, yes. on YouTube? <laughs> oh, Leland, we have to go to the toy store. <laughs> That's what Aunt Audrey sounds like. <laughs> well, sounded like. She's been dead for a while now. Do you know why cats scream the way they do? Because they have barbed penises. Yes. <laughs> wow. Oh. Uh, okay. Um, a win's a win. We'll take it. Sure. Yeah, dude. I don't. Sure. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> can't sit down. Has to bend. Wow. That's terrific. <laughs> I am a man-faced boy child. Um, I'm okay sure. with that. I'll take that. That's a good I one. I can't remember the last time I actually used Vic va- Vic's Vapor Rub. But you have a serious addiction problem. I must. And, uh, it's terrific. Th- admitting it is the first step of addiction. I guess so. Yeah, I wouldn't know a thing or two about that. <laughs> about Vic's Vapor Rub, too. So, yeah. Well, you know. Anyway. That was uh, great. Wherever you are, you're awesome. Yeah. Well, it was supposed to have been played a while ago, but we just I just could not get the message cleaned up enough to be able to use it, so it worked out this hey, time. Awesome. And, um, yeah, so, um... And this Merry of all Christmas. Day, we're recording on, on uh, Solstice. Perfect day. It is day. the Solstice, yes. <laughs> the shortest day of the year. Thank God, I'm so done with it. It's like, okay, winter, this is like, okay, this is the beginning of the end of winter now, so the days are going to slowly start getting longer and longer and longer. Yeah, and I'm slowly going to slide back into depression. So oh, God. Not me, because the, the year's coming to an end, and I'm I'm so glad this year is going to be over with. I'm looking forward to next year. So, yeah, um, I'm, I'm completely fine with this year coming to an end. Um, I've got Blake Week coming up in Daytona, which is probably why I said that earlier, but I've got Blake Week coming up, so I'm very much looking forward to that. Uh, a whole slew of stuff on the horizon. So, mostly knee surgery by the end of the year. Not really looking forward to that. That's going to suck. The end of 2020? Yeah, I'm going to wait till summer's over with, and then I'm going to get uh, my, knee, my my left leg taken care of finally, but I'm going to wait till you know, summer's over with. I want to actually, like, enjoy a full summer this year. 
which I didn't get to do last year because of all the crazy stuff that was going on. Mm. So I'm really hoping, like, okay, if I've got to go through February, you know, January and February, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll be completely fine just having a couple of dead months. Like, January, they're like the shittiest months, man, because nothing, you've got nothing going on in those months. There's no... Speak it, for it, yourself. What's okay? What's I love what's, the winter. I absolutely love not the winter. me, man. No, I'm I done. love the winter. I'm done. I want to go south so bad. Ah, uh, nope. They still have winter, yeah, but not as much. So, yeah, no, I'm not. No, they don't. Have, no, they don't have winter. No. no when you get no out of New does. England, there's no more winter. That's not a thing. Mm. I pretty much anybody here. in our zone, like Michigan across to New, you know, New England and blah blah blah. I did it again. I did it again. Now, now I'm conscientious of every time blah, I blah, see blah. it. Blah blah blah. Uh, blah 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 I don't, I don't, we don't use that around here. If I were to say something like that around here, I'd probably get my ass kicked. Really? Yeah. But blah, blah, blah is okay. Well, I only tend to say that here, though. I don't say that. Uh, I don't, you know, it's, I only tend to say it on the show. But now I'm not going to be saying that much at all. Or if I do, I'm going to call myself out on it. See, I don't know if there's anything I say on the show that I don't say in real life. What are you doing for Christmas this year? What's mm -hmm. uh, What's the plan? Sit around the house, open presents? Yeah, much? pretty much. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're going to my in-laws for... Christmas Day, and we've already have it, we're having it catered again this year, so I don't have to cook anything. No one's cooking. Christmas we're having barbecue. Day is the most boring day in the world for me here because whoever gets up, they open their presents, and then that's it. And then I got a couple of the in laws that come over here. One of them drives me insane, and I pretty much hide in my cave all day. You know, and, and how is that boring? About, I would about, love that. I would love to be left alone. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I guess you know, but it's like it's it's a day off. It's a day off that I can't do anything except for just sit. And I don't like I don't like just sitting. Like when there's no hobby. snow, I, I have hobbies, but I can't do a lot of them on that day. Like what am I gonna do? Pick one you, know? you can. I guess I can sit around playing Blood tank. Bowl on the Xbox. No, okay, what do you a hobby uh, once the fish tank's up and running, that's the hobby. You sit and watch the fish. Yeah, it's and very stress relieving my hobbies are making alcohol doing board games tabletop games and stuff like that and um reading obscure books on strange cultures with magic and then you know uh, sometimes i play video games when i have time. Oh, you got a new book to check out i do i do have a new book you got me you got me, uh i always mispronounce it elder runes i can't the one that starts with an f i always mispronounce it so i'm not gonna bother <laughs> you got this other book this was not expected. The Pictish Ogham Decipher for Pictish Runes. Yeah. Um, this was not. This was not a gift that I was and expecting. You don't to have get. that in your in your collection. I I'm know sure you don't. I don't. I'm, it, it'll fit just fine in here too. That's the thing. This will fit just fine in here. I don't. These aren't the same runes that are in the rune stones though. But um, this the is very people. cool. Yeah, the picks and the sex. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is great. This is really cool. And I got you the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game book, which I know you're probably never going to play, but it's a fun book to have you around. Know. Just, I don't know. There's people that are out there making noise that that would welcome you into their arms. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that'd be that'd be cool to make that happen. Sure. Um, it's, I know it's, you're probably not going to play it, but it's still a fun book to thumb through for, histor for history and st stuff like that. It's just it, – I've always liked reading it. You know, I've played it a few times, but it's been a while. So – and I've been trying to get it for you for years, and finally I just said to hell with it and did it. 
and it's you promptly flipped out and said, "What? What the hell? Don't you people understand?" No blah blah blah. That's what Nobody I listens to you, and then you are like, "Yeah, your Christmas presents are on the way," and I'm like, "You just said you were broke." Yeah, but it's not about that. Yep. Not about that. No. Yep. That's pretty much how it went down. Did old man grumbling noises, screaming at the clouds. Yes, yeah, screaming at the clouds via Facebook Messenger. So, well, there's that. So we got one more show to do, but that show is not going to drop until next year. Um, maybe doing another show. It comes down to time. The one that we talked about, the Star Wars Christmas special episode. Oh. <laughs> um, but Joe from Ozone Nightmare has expressed extreme interest in coming on and being a part of that show. So, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the scheduling and timing are a factor in that. But yeah. um. I think that's it. Um, I think so. This this may very possibly very well be the last show of the year. Which I, again, I'm so glad this year is going to be over with. I am so ready to move on. Mm -hmm. um, did you get the message on Facebook about the Christmas mashup song that we're going to close the show out with? Probably the Marilyn Manson one. Oh God, yeah. yeah. Why? Yeah, it, I it's hideous. The little monkey. Yeah, it's it's terrible. We're going to use that song. Good, terrific. That's it's awesome. it's it's a horrid horrid mixture of, of two things to go together. Sure, and and we're gonna do it. There was a Rage Against the Machine one that was pretty bad too, but that's not very festive. That one's not that bad actually. No, so far my favorite one is the Taylor Swift uh, corn one. That's probably yeah. Yep. I actually listen to that one in my car with people, and people will stop and look at me and be like, "They ruined a good corn song," and I'll be like, "Did they ruin a good corn song, or did they make a bad Taylor Swift song better?" Dude, that's... don't talk shit about Twizzle. <laughs> You a Swifty? I am a Swifty. <laughs> my whole house is. You're a you're a Swifty and a Brony. Oh my God! Wow. Yep. I'm a Swift Brony. Wow. <laughs> Dude, I am a conundrum. A Swifty. Oh God. Okay. I like flowers wow. too. What of it? Oh uh, well, that you're a botanist to some degree as well, so I can understand that. But a Taylor Swifty? Come on. I am really? also a fan of Mother Monster. <sighs> you know what? We were before we close this out. Myself, okay. Lisa, and uh, Erica, Erica Kish, we went down to Jungle Gym's supermarket yep. down in Southern Switzerland. Yeah, we went down there, and uh, on the way back, we were getting bored because it's a three-hour drive from my place to get down there. However long we spend there, and a three-hour drive back up to where we're at. So we were together for a while that day, and we all got bored. So. Lisa pulls out the phone and just starts you know, looking for stuff to listen to, which was Get On My Horse. My horse is amazing for 10 oh, hours. God almighty. Yeah, so we listened to that. And then I went, you know what? You need to find llamas with hats. And <laughs> so, we went, we listened, yeah. so we went through and re-listened llamas with hats, and it brought back very shining memories of the old days oh, of when God. me and you used to listen to that before the show or during the show or whatever. Oh, and it was like, like nothing says friendship like munching on fresh faces. Yeah. Um, yeah, it brought back a lot of old memories. And Charlie the Unicorn. <laughs> Charlie! Charlie! Oh so, God. you know, it was just it was just funny going down memory lane, driving up I-75 through the middle of Ohio, because Ohio is like the worst state to drive through of any state of all. It's even like when I go down to Florida, it's like once I get driving through Ohio is, is a four hour bout of hell because there's nothing to look at. It's just there's yep. a road there called Need More Road. And I always drive on freeway. So I'm like, oh, wait, we're running out of road. We need more road. And I'll point at the sign. And of course, people look at me like I'm making a dad joke. Mm -hmm. um, but it's just a really, really bad state to drive through. It's not fun. The longest month of my life driving through that state. Ohio is horrible. Ugh. Ohio sucks. 
Um, I've driven through Indiana as well, but I still, because I don't drive through Indiana all the time, I still think Ohio sucks. Once you get to the bottom of Ohio and you cross over that stupid weird bridge that goes over the river and you make it into Kentucky, then it's a trip. Then it starts, you know, but other than that, it's, it's driving through purgatory for, for four hours. Driving through purgatory. It pretty much is. Probably a good explanation. You're, you're driving through purgatory of avoiding speed tickets when you're driving through Ohio. Apologies to Ohio listeners, but you understand. You live there. It's okay. Mm. I feel for you. I really do. But um, all right, let's wrap this up. Uh, happy New Year's, Happy Holidays, Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, or whatever the hell it is that you celebrate. Happy Solstice, because uh, now the days are going to begin to start getting longer again. Now, um, thank you for that really whack out crazy voice message. I hope and I'm awesome. sure we're going to be hearing from you again. Please call again. Please call again. That was As... fantastic. <laughs> That was fantastic. As always to all of our listeners, we love you people. Thank you for being here for us. Thank you for putting up with our antics of this year. If you're still listening for all the crazy shit we've gone through to try to keep this show up and running this year. And, uh, you know, we really appreciate you people. We really do. Um, happy holidays to all of you people. I'm done. It's us good. I'm good. I'm, let's get out of here. Let's call us. Mm-hmm. Because I got shit to do, which is yeah. editing. And I got to wrap mm-hmm. presents. I don't want to wrap this stuff. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to go and eat dinner. I'm going to... Then I'm going to go to the gym. I need to start doing that again. I'm beginning to get fat again. Like, I lost weight, and now my pants are starting to get tight on me again. And I know I've got another week of of abysmal (laughs) indulgence hell coming that I have to make it through one more week of of shitty bad food that I shouldn't be eating. And then after that... I'm I'm doing good. I'm doing good. New year, new me, which really I was already on. Oh, I hate that crap. Oh, my God. I just got to start going again. Here's the thing. Even though I just said we're in the show. Here's the thing. I I, I suck, okay? I do. I really suck. I'm a man-faced boy child, as we've already established. Um, It's like, I get up, I'm like, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to continue to lose weight and start to get myself into shape again, because as I've been told, I look like a Viking now, and I need to continue on with this. And I'll go on the front porch with my shorts on. It'll be negative 27 degrees. My legs will instantaneously freeze. I will get cold, and then I will say, fuck this shit, and turn on a walk back inside the house. Huh? Just wear sweatpants. I know, but then I want to go shopping at Walmart. It's oh it's my a, God. it's a conundrum, you know. Here, it's get, like, look, go to the gym, start working out. If you don't make it past ten minutes and you're having a horrible time, get in the car and fucking leave. It's if you not can't the problem. Make it past ten minutes, go home. No, I, I can I can get to the gym. I can work out for longer than ten minutes, and the gym is pretty much right across the street from me. It's not. It's like I can almost walk to it. The problem is, is it's cold outside, and I'm a whiny little bitch. Oh, all right. So Fair enough. I walk out, and I go, "Wow, this is really cold. I don't want to be out in this cold." And yes, <laughs> I can put the sweatpants on. Yep. The big problem is, this is the big problem. Okay, this is this is what's going to be a drastic change in all of this, and it's going to take willpower. It's going to take strength. It's going to take determination. It's going to take endurance. I don't have any of these things. What? So, you know, it's going to take balls. And as people know, I don't have much of a penis. But what the problem is, is between even... my house. Just sh- shut up. I'm on a roll. Just let me go. With You're this. on something. Yeah. So when I walk out, <laughs> I walk out the front porch. It's cold. But I can deal with that, I guess, even though I'm, I haven't been going to the gym. I still try. I do. I try. I walk outside and I walk back in. I count that as exercise. There no, really. I just have try. Do the or do not. The problem is. You have, thank you, baby Yoda. You have the, you have the strip mall thing where the Planet Fitness is built, um, which is the no judgment zone. I'll go into that in a minute. But anyways, and then you've got the parking lot of said 
uh, like said strip mall. And in that parking lot between my house and between the gym, they are building a Del Taco right now. So uh-huh. the problem is I like Del Taco, but up until the point that hasn't been a big deal because the closest Del Taco for me, which you guys don't have, you oh. hopefully someday you'll have them. The closest Del Taco they have is about a good 10 minutes down the road, 15 minutes down the road. Again, we've established that I am a man-faced boil child and I'm, I'm lazy. So it keeps me from driving all the way down to Del Taco to get their delicious, really bad fish tacos, which aren't good, but they are good. So I don't even know why. Yeah. Where anyways, am I now? How did, so, how did they okay. get here? So I'm like, okay, well, I don't have to drive. Now they're building building a Del Taco. So what's going to happen is is I'm going to pull into the parking lot to go to the gym, and I'm going to see Del Taco. And I'm like, wow, I I I really need to go to Del Taco. But I might resist it, so I'll go to the gym. I'll put my earphones on. I'll work out. I'll listen to ministry. I've something this year. and and I'll listen to my like heavy mix and I'll listen to like ministry and nine inch nails and do my thing and tool or whatever. And then I'll leave and I'm like, ah, I feel great. I've lost a little bit of weight. I'm sweaty. I'm I'm a man now. And then I'll look over and I'll see Del Taco and I'll be like, and there's Del Taco and God damn, am I hungry? And then I'll have to f- dig up the intestinal fortitude, the strength, the willpower to drive past Del Taco and go to my house. But I won't be able to because Del Taco is going to be right there. It could be worse. They could have built a Sonic right next to it and then I'm done. Sonic so, sucks. Del Taco is what would happen if Taco Bell and Wendy's went to a party and Wendy got really, really drunk and then Taco Bell like took advantage of her and they did a one they, like Taco Bell and what Wendy's I, hooked what, up one night. What are and we then, how did we get like, here? Wendy's, how did we get here? <laughs> I don't understand. Like, Where hey, like, Taco did the Bell, gremlin stop off on the road somewhere and we picked you're up this really, guy with that, that dropping this. LSD? You're is that why this. we're rambling on this? What happened? I'm just gonna I'm, mute you. I'm just gonna mute you. So how did we get here? So Wendy's calls up Taco Bell and like a couple of months later and says, "Hey, I'm pregnant. It's yours." And Taco Bell just hangs the phone up. And then you have Del Taco. You walk into Del Taco. Half the menu is tacos and Taco Bell oriented food, and the other half is burgers and stuff. And like you order. Uh, we have to go now. (laughs) Well, like uh, have a merry Christmas and uh, a happy uh, Yuletide or something. We're gonna score. And I don't want you, and I don't need you. The world that you resist, the world.